0: Are you feeling stuck or are you unstoppable? Are you tired of creating incremental growth in your business while really wanting to make quantum leaps? Well then welcome, you found the right place to be fed. This is Susan, the founder of Unstoppable Women in Business and this podcast is for women entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, anyone who is unwaveringly focused on finding the best path to success in their business? While you're here, you're gonna be asked to think differently to get different results, to do things that are challenging but oh, so rewarding. So come on, let's get started. Hello, my ladies. How are you today? It is so. Good to be spending a little bit more time with you and I'm gonna sound like, again, like a broken record. This is gonna be a fun topic because it is something that I hear from people all of the time. It's around value and how you can make what you do Sound valuable to the people that you want to become your clients. So, the, the topic we're talking about here is how to make value tangible. And I have the most perfect person here to talk with me about this. I am going to introduce you to a lovely woman named Amanda Louise. And her last name is small. And that is just not right because she's <laughs> anything but small. Amanda is one of the youngest entrepreneurs. Um, that I've met recently in um, the networking world. I met her through an E Women network meeting. And I say that, Amanda, because my daughter is, I think, the youngest entrepreneur I ever worked with. She was, I think she was 23 when she started working with me. So she's, mm-hmm. we've talked about that. She's a pretty young person. But Amanda's a really cool lady because she is blessed to be extraordinarily artistic. When you people have a chance to see the 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 work that Amanda puts out into the world, you'll be just, you'll be amazed. Um, Amanda is artistically trained through the uh, Savannah College of Art and Design, but she has a passion for bringing her art to the world in a really unique way. And I want to hear more about that from her. So before I go any further, I just want to say hello, Amanda Small. It's nice to have you here today.
1: Hi. It's so. Be here. I um, before I even got on your podcast today, I was binging just episodes from from you, and I have to say, the one with Rochelle um, where she talked about her book "Live Big." I, as a creative person, I'm going to buy that book. Um, if you have not listened to that episode, whoever's listening, you should definitely check that one out. Um, the one where we talked about earning, uh, the one we talked about feminine energy, all that Korean community that you talked about, with, I think her name was Julie or Juliet, um, loved, loved those. So you should all definitely check those out. Um, entrepreneurs, business people, creative people, I
0: highly recommend. You're a doll. Thank you so much, love. I really appreciate that. But tell us a little bit, what else should the listeners know about you? other than the little bit that I gave them right up front?
1: Well, um, one of the things you should know is that I had no plans to be an entrepreneur, um, to even be in business or have my own business. Um, When I graduated from SCAD, Savannah College of Art and Design, I really didn't know what to do. I had a BFA, um, fine art and, and illustration, and that is such a big umbrella. There is so much you can do underneath being an illustrator, whether you're doing surface design, whether you're being a children's book illustrator, uh, food illustrator, um, you know, there's so much that you can do underneath that. You can even venture off into being more of a graphic designer. And so I didn't really know what to do. Nothing stood out to me as this is what I want to do with like the rest of my life, or at least for the next couple of years, and then like venture out to make it something different. And so um, I just was painting from home after I graduated. Um, I did little portraits, like not anything to really scream home about, just like, you know, every once in a while I would have something to do. And, um, you know, I was just kind of playing along, just doing different things that interest me. But there was also this fear of, you know, am I going to be able to really sustain and support myself? And I wanted to really, you know, find a, a more steady job um, something that I would get paid more regularly in where I could, you know, move out and, and start my life as I thought I should as a 20 year old, you know, and, um, I'm a believer, I'm a Christian. And I felt like, you know, as I'm doing this, I felt like God was like, I really want you to venture out and do freelance. I really want you to be full-time and doing this. And I was scared. I was running from it for years, to be honest. Um, and, uh, you know, after running from it and applying for jobs that were like traditional or nine to five and not getting them and kept hearing that voice of, I want you to do this full time. I want you to be your own boss. I want you to work for yourself. I was scared of that because that seemed harder and that did not seem as safe or as reliable. And so I kept running, trying, you know, putting my toe in a little bit, but really taking it out all the time so I could try to get something more steady. Um, but it was in 2020 where I felt like I was hitting my breaking point. I was not enjoying be- being a creative. I wasn't earning any money. Um, I wasn't getting people to really purchase what I was making. And I had little odds and jobs of like, you know, I did a, a children's book for someone. Um, I done some portraits, but nothing that really brought me a lot of long lasting joy where I wanted to stay in it for a longer time. And, um, you know, I hit this breaking point. I didn't want to create anymore. Um, and I was just kind of angry that I was, this is where my life was like, how come I couldn't have been a doctor where the the plan, the role was a lot, you know, more laid out or anything that was a lot more laid out being an artist. That's not as laid out. There's not this, this is what you do. And then you have success. This is what you do. And people will value you. Um, and so I was really angry and I was like, God, this is hard. (laughs) And I literally felt like in that moment, he's like, this is hard, but your attitude is what's making this difficult. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I felt like I need to adjust and be like, accept that some things are challenging. But if I go into it with this expectation of, this is going to be challenging, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to figure out a way because he's, I feel like God's leading me in this. And it's going to open up, and so I started going in that way and, and I started having this desire for this business, which I call Isn't She Lovely Studios. And it's a, a handcrafted business where I create jewelry holders, plates and jewelry boxes that are inspired by little black girls and real black girls at heart. And this really came out of a desire um, and also a need for for finances for myself, but also I would go out to stores and I would find that there weren't a lot of beautiful home decor related items that reflected Black women. Um, I found a lot that reflected Caucasian women, whether it be wall hangings or beautiful sculptures that you want to put next to a beautiful plant in your home. Something very beautifully done and lovely and with great craftsmanship, but not with that same intention towards black Black women. And when I would find art, a lot of the times it was very limiting in the number of items that were there, but also um, very limiting in the way it was portrayed. A lot of just African tribal art, which has its place, but I would find a lot of Black women who were like, what about me now? What about me today in modern times? I want to just be beautiful. I want to wear the beautiful jewelry and be represented in that way. And I found that that was something that if I craved, I was sure that other women like me wanted to see as well. Mm -hmm. And so I started this business um, through a lot of different, you know, avenues of getting different people to help me. And uh, long story short, (laughs) when I launched in April, April 9th, I launched and I made 12 pieces just to see. And I sold out over the weekend. Mm -hmm. And to me, that showed me when before I couldn't sell my stuff. And I think because I'm meeting a need and I'm touching the hearts of women who are craving the same thing, that's why it's sold out. Even men bought for their mothers. Um, It just showed me that there is value here because I'm touching on the heart of something that matters, bigger than just me wanting to create something I like. I'm creating something I like, but I'm also attaching to the heart of that young woman or that young girl that
0: says, I need this because I need this validation that I'm lovely. And that's where we are. Oh, Amanda, that is such a great story. It it just so (laughs) contrasted that when you're doing things because you think you have to, or or, or it's what you need to have, Mm -hmm. there's not really, uh, you're not getting responsiveness from people. But as soon as you focused on what would appeal to the people, what appeals to you, what do you want to see in the marketplace, finding a, a proof of concept like you did and saying, oh, there is a market for this. There is a longing for this. And then moving from there, it's so brilliant. It's so mm-hmm. so brilliant. Let me ask you this question because as I've heard you speak about your business and your pieces, I've heard you say two very specific words that are what I would consider emotionally appealing. Like they would mm-hmm. connect To to me, if I was listening, Mm -hmm. when I was listening to you speak. So the Mm -hmm. first word you said is you want to create stunning pieces. Okay, that's the first word. And the second word that you said, and the way you describe what you do, is that you want to provide an heirloom. And have an emotional so people can have an emotional connection. So Amanda, if you wouldn't mind, as we're talking about value and making value tangible, like what, what is it about your pieces that you you see as stunning and other people see as stunning? And how do you define that? And then also the heirloom piece. Can you take them separately? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, yeah. So
1: um let's just go ahead and talk about just the stunning aspect. You know, I think there is so much value in detail. I That's one of the things that people will comment on in my work is you are so detailed. You are so detail-oriented. And I love it. I find that it's the details in the way that something is made that really shows that this person took their time. This wasn't just a rush. Like, let me just make this quickly. Even if it's something that seemingly looks simple on the surface, and then you take a closer look at it, it's the way that, Uh, For me, if I am sculpting a jewelry plate or jewelry box, I'm currently working on a plate right now where, you know, we have this large plate, but I decided that I'm going to be very detailed in the rim of the plate. So Mm -hmm. there are these little intricate pieces that go all the way around this very large plate that go all the way around. Um, Little letters and numbers and different decorum that just kind of weaves in and out And I feel like that is what shows like this person cares because they could have just like, you know, you know, I could have just made a plate, had the plate and just put something on top. But if it's something simple, I feel like to make it extraordinary, make it stunning. What are some ways I can add little pieces that show that I care? I took my time that this is handcrafted with the idea that when you have it, you feel special. You feel like this was made with intention. And I feel like that's something as someone who wants to put a high value on this, that I as a creative person should give you something that says, I do value your dollars and I value what you receive from me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, it's not when I'm, cause it's also an emotional, you know, thing. I'm also trying to offer as well. And for me, stunning beautiful things that's not frivolous i don't think it's frivolous to have something beautiful in your home or you know feel beautiful when you get dressed up or have something beautiful on your desk it does something to our hearts and our souls when we see something that emotionally triggers us because it's stunning it's beautiful you know we love flowers for a reason we love a sunset for a reason you know we these are things that we gravitate towards simply because they take our breath away they us to kind of stop and be like, wow, this is nice. It's just an experience. And yes. I want that to be something I offer
0: with my art. Oh my gosh. And could I just pause right there because that just gives mm-hmm. me chills. And the way you're describing your art is whether or not our listeners are creatives, right? Other artists mm-hmm. who, who produce something beautiful or if they are a woman business owner who creates a stunning experience for their yeah. clients, right? Everything that you said rings true. It's taking your time. It's giving it that little bit of emotional value and, and a unique, stunning experience for the client that adds the value. When they walk away, they're like, like, I love what you said, it took their breath away. That's how I think everyone's clients, whether they're buying uh, art, that they can touch and hold, or if it's an art that you're delivering through a coaching experience mm-hmm. or any other interaction, mm-hmm. that's what we all have to keep in mind right. is that's the intangible value that is... It, you can't put a dollar on it sometimes we'll talk about that too but mm-hmm. I love that so yes. I apologize for interrupting you but I just wanted to connect the dots in case other people weren't getting that in their minds I'm pretty sure they were but thank you okay now let's talk about the heirloom piece of it
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes you know one of the things when I was doing research for making my jewelry boxes and um which are coming up this summer I'm very excited about. It. they'll be coming out um so uh, but when I was doing research for creating my pieces, one of the things I discovered, you know, when looking up other people who or other companies or you know whoever makes jewelry box or jewelry plate, um, it's very streamlined now. Like our jewelry boxes are just it's a box. Maybe it has the most trending color. Mm-hmm. Um, the selling point is all the functions. It's like it's functional. Yes, right. there's all these compartments, you know. It flies, uh, <laughs> all these different things that make it functional and and you know practical. But then when you look at, I love, I reference the 1800s a lot, um, and like what it inspires me. I love the Elizabethan period. Um, I love you know Rococo, and you look at um, just that that time period where. The art and the, the fashion, the architecture, it is so intricate. And I love it. I love it so, so much. Um, you look at the jewelry boxes of that time, mm-hmm. stunning. It's an experience to see it. It's an experience to mm. hold something like that. And that's what I want to bring. But beyond just that, when that was passed down, that is something that you treasured. It was something beautifully crafted that you bought with intention, but you also knew that you were going to pass that down. Mm -hmm. And I think it's one thing I was having this conversation with my boyfriend actually about this. I said, you know, it's one thing when you just find, you know, if someone passes away, and you find like their hat, like, Oh yeah, this was this person's hat, but that Mm -hmm. wasn't intentionally made to be passed down. You just found it. What about I'm intentionally buying something beautiful Intentionally buying something of value that I'm going to treasure and put love into it and love it. and But I'm buying this also with the intention I'm going to pass this down. Mm-hmm. And we don't really talk about heirlooms anymore. I, I've mm-hmm. hardly heard the word. And that's something that I am so passionate about reintroducing today. And not just passing down anything, but something that is stunning, something that is, does have value and that you should value, not just for the fact that you get to enjoy that experience, mm-hmm. but also the excitement of, I'm going to pass this down to my loved one. And you can put a little bit of you in it, whether it's a letter, whether it's jewelry, whether, whatever it is that's special to you that you want attached to
0: it. You just created more value mm-hmm. when you pass it on to the next generation. So beautiful. Lady, you are a Renaissance woman. I love that. Oh, and that's probably why the word heirloom caught my attention. Because mm-hmm. when I think about all of the types of words that I hear when I'm in a, a networking event with businesswomen, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. heirloom doesn't come up often, right? And so when you said that, it was like, what, what, what? what? You know, it really, <laughs> it really. But I also, I just want to say this again, because I believe that what you are doing is so amazing to be able to create heirlooms for people to pass down and to, to bring back that beautiful part of our heritage. Um, mm-hmm. But I also, I still want to talk to my other women who are not creatives and think about yeah. the heirloom they're creating for their client to change themselves. Let's say they're a coach and they are they are working with a client to change internally. So you're giving them something to pass mm-hmm. down externally. Other, other business owners may be giving someone something that will change them internally that will then be passed through them to their generation and beyond. It's almost like we are all creating heirlooms in our interactions Mm -hmm. with each other. You just have a beautiful way to put it into a physical representation, which is awesome. I love it. So here's my next question for you because I can tell you're passionate about what you do. I've seen your work and it's absolutely, it is stunning. Um, If I were you, I'd want to be doing it all the time. So I know that uh, creating is only part of running a business. And so there's the there's you show up. I see you in networking meetings. I I hear you talk about what you're doing to get the word out about yourself. That's Mm -hmm. that's the doing part of your business. How? Do Mm -hmm. you balance your time or be able to be disciplined enough, Amanda, to make time for the important Mm -hmm. part of business building? Tell me a little bit about that.
1: You know, I think that's a really great question because as, you know, I would consider myself definitely artist first and then having to learn how to be a businesswoman and incorporating that into what I do. Because I think a lot of creative people don't go into business because they're like, well, I don't want to do all the business stuff. You know, I just want to do the art but then there's not making money and then they're frustrated, but it's like, they don't want it. So it's, there's a whole back and forth and there's like, I'm going to lose myself if I do business. So I'm going to lose my life. Right. Um, but um, for me, because business does not come naturally at this point, it's something that I definitely have to work on. And so for me, it's kind of like doing the thing that is maybe the least desirable or the thing that's the hardest to do first. Mm. Um, you know, I always start off my day with my planner and I write down, you know, at the beginning of the week, I write down everything I need to do. But I kind of just section it off like with my big three. I focus on three things in the day. Um, and there's always a business element attached to it. Um, it's good to get those things. I would say this to anyone creative. You know, it's really good to get your business things done first. Mm-hmm. Because then you get to enjoy just the creating part, you know, mm-hmm. if you, and, and that's how I view it. It's like I do all my business the first, whether it takes me the first few days of the week or even just the first few hours of one day. Mm-hmm. Then I get to enjoy creating. But I find that if I want to be successful, I can't just create and then business comes after because then I find myself missing whether it's missing in my budget, whether it's missing in how I can market or connect with people, how I um show up um, on my social media or whatever I need to do um, for the benefit of my business if I put that at the end, I'm going to miss something and I'm probably going to be more frustrated. Mm -hmm. Um, for example, I, you know, budget at the, you know, beginning of every month and also every Monday, I just like double check to see like everything that I purchased or need to purchase. And I've had times where it's like, Ooh, I really want to buy this for my business. But I'm like, I didn't budget yet.
0: And Mm -hmm. that's a
1: discipline that I've had to learn. It's not natural. I've had to be like, I can't buy one thing until I budget because then I find out I don't have enough or I find out, you know, it's not wise to buy this at this time or I'm going to doing this, purchasing this doesn't allow me to say yes to this. It's so important, but like getting in that habit actually gives you freedom because then you can say yes, Mm. because you know what you know, you know, your budget is good. You know, your time is allotted. You know, you finished this meeting. So now you can say yes to things. So it's not so much of, oh, if I do this, I have to, you know, it's restricting. It's like, it actually allows you freedom to do the things you want to do.
0: Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Oh, Amanda, I'm so impressed with you. You're disciplined, you're smart, you're creative. You got the whole package, girl. You do. I'm working,
1: thank you. (laughs) Yes,
0: yes. And and you're young too. (laughs) Boy, I can see such a bright future ahead of you, love. I do. It's a beautiful thing. All right, listen, um, the last thing I want to ask you about, because I know that any creative Mm -hmm. um, who puts as much detail and love into a piece that they're selling um, then has to turn around and decide what to charge for it. So I know this is a a tough one. So I just want Mm -hmm. to ask you, what kind of work have you done in order mm-hmm. to make certain that you are um, valuing the piece appropriate yes. to what you're, you're you've put into it? Yes, yes, yes.
1: Well, I want to tell you the short um, story because it goes into this. I went for a walk the other you know the other day you know two weeks ago. We always yeah. say that the other day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I went for a walk and I had this moment where I was thinking about stuff for my business and. I was like, oh, I can't do this. And I felt like in that moment, that was one of those things that, you know, I have moments where God just reveals something to me. And it's like, is it that you can't or that you don't know how? You might have to reframe your thinking. And since then, I've been working on that where I'll say, oh, I can't do this. And it's like, "Mm, is it that I can't or that I don't know how? Because a lot of times I find we say, I can't. When the real answer, the real you know, the real answer is that I don't know how. It's not that mm-hmm. we can't, we just don't know how. And mm-hmm. so I was looking at the pieces I did for my first collection and, you know, I was proud of them, but I knew, you know, my vision for where I want to take my business, the value I want to put on it, the value I want to charge for it as well, all these different things, um, the connections I want to make, I feel like that didn't match my last design. I felt like I had to grow and I had this moment where I was like, you know, I, I said, I can't sculpt realistic faces because my, my pieces are inspired by, you know, black women and girls. So I have a head and I have their hair, you know, in the center of the plate or on the center of the jewelry box. And, um, you know, it was just like a little cute design and it did well, but I felt like it wasn't going to take me where I wanted to go, but I felt like to get there, I need to sculpt more realistically. And I said, I can't do that. And then as soon as I said, it, cause I've been working on, it, I said, is it that you can't, or you don't know how, and if you knew how would you change? And I said, I would. And so I began practicing mm-hmm. and within about like a week or two, cause I'm a fast learner. Once I'm like excited, then I'm like, all right, let's, let's get going. <laughs> let's learn. Uh, I was able to sculpt a real head and I showed it on social media, showed to my people about like, Hey, this is what I'm sculpting now. So what it looks like, and they were like, wow, <laughs> like you, you're really doing it. Like I started sculpting hands. I started sculpting faces and I showed it to a couple of people, a couple of people on e-women network. And they were like, I'm, you're a magician. Like I'm stunned that <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you were able to turn it around. But I knew, you know, for me to ask for what I want to ask for, I felt deeply, I needed to change what I was doing. Um, I'm not one of those people that's really comfortable and just like, you know, making whatever and just putting whatever dollar I want on it and people better mm-hmm. buy it. Mm-hmm. I feel Like I, as a crafts woman, that's how I really view myself. Like you, you got to put that craftsmanship into it. Mm-hmm. You really have to be intentional about what you're making. Um, There is value in that, you know, I I want you to know that I value your dollar and like I'm putting in that time. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm putting in that extra effort and detail and work and research because if I'm going to ask for a high value, I want you to know that I know that and I put that in this work and
0: you can't let laziness or fear get in the way of that. I have to step Mm -hmm. up as well. Mm, I love that. I love that. And I so, I feel like I'm sounding like a broken record, but I do need to I need to tie this into everyone yeah and the, ta- and the yes. value that everyone offers. So Amanda, what you just beautifully said was, for me to increase the value of what I, I, I'm selling, I need to increase the value of what I'm putting into it as mm-hmm. an artisan. And mm-hmm. you became more skilled. you, through your skill, you were able to improve and into to even increase the stunningness of the work. And Mm -hmm. so that begat then an asking price that is fair. So you're respecting people's uh, perspective of you yeah, and you're meeting them in the place that you believe value belongs. And I love Mm -hmm. that part because we do have, I think we all have a responsibility. I've said this a few times recently, but it it bears saying again, in today's marketplace, with the internet, online purchasing of anything from anywhere in the world, it's almost like the wild, wild west where it's a gold rush. Everyone is putting things out into the market, right? And (laughs) and and in some cases, it's commodity level. You look at it, it's not stunning. It's not an heirloom. Mm -hmm. It is not, you know, if that is what you want to buy, that is your prerogative. But if you are someone like yourself, who's an artisan, who is putting out into the world this beautiful craftsmanship, then stand proud and say, here's what that value is for you. And it just mm-hmm. meet them where you are uh, yeah. and where they are. It's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful.
1: And I, I love it. And I think it, it also gives you the confidence too, because this is something I struggled with. It's like having the confidence to ask for the price, say that mm-hmm. the thing, the price is what it is. Um, I couldn't confidently do that with the old design. I knew in my heart, like it just, Mm. it needed to be elevated. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, this is the price, but I know it's worth that price. Yes. Um, and I would, I would even say in speaking to the person who isn't an artist like me instead, but it's like more of, you know, the services they offer, there's not like a tangible thing, like my art per se, you know, one of the things that I do, And that people also love and comment on. They love when I just speak to them in videos. That's part of also my business is speaking and speaking to, you know, whether I'm talking about my art or just being, you know, positive, because I really feel like we need a lot more of that anyways, but I honestly believe, and I, I share this with other creative people, show up, you know, be present. And let people connect with you as a creative. Because I find that people will value what you do more and want to support and buy from you more when you are speaking to them, when they see you. I had someone the other day say, I wish you did videos every day because I love your personality. And this was someone who is, you know, much older than me, but just like she felt like, I just love hearing you speak. I love connecting with you. You I wish you did the video all the time. And Mm -hmm. so... There is value in you just being you, whatever it is that you do, speaking, connecting, showing your genuine care towards whoever you're speaking to. Um, If you are someone who is selling a service of, you know, to make someone better, speak on that, Mm -hmm. like speak life into that person and they Mm -hmm. will connect to you. And I do that with my art, even though like my thing is selling tangible things. It's also an emotional thing that I'm also Trying to bring forth and how to connect with, so I have to be that way to you,
0: so you can have that in my art. So beautiful, I love that. It's the, it's the added value of having Mm -hmm. your beauty not only from your hand going into the product, but then you sharing yourself with with people who are buying your products and who will be buying your products. It's all, it all adds up. It just all makes it personal, and that's what. That's what selling is. Is creating mm-hmm. a relationship with someone so that they want they want to be a part of what you have to offer because they right. see the value it will bring them. That's all it is. Right. It's really beautiful. Oh man, I love having you here. It's been so fun talking with you. Listen, yeah. I heard you I heard just sneak in there something about your jewelry boxes being available again soon. Tell mm-hmm. me, tell me where can people find you and tell me a little all bit right. about that. Well, yes. So
1: I have, well, currently right now I'm working on a collection dedicated to my grandma. Um, She was an AKA and I've always wanted to dedicate a piece to her. Um, And I'm dedicating a limited edition collection. So this one is inspired by the AKAs. It's going to come out June 26th. And I'm very excited. It's a limited edition collection of plates and they're, they're pretty big (laughs) and I'm very excited about these. Uh, But after that, I have a collection coming out that's going to probably come out in either late August or September because I I want these to be big. And these are going to be jewelry boxes. And there's a lot of great craftsmanship going into these. There's going to be a fabric lining on the inside. It's going to be beautifully sculpted. Um, And I'm very, very excited because I'm also keeping in mind not just the younger girl, but the woman at heart who is just like, I want something beautiful to represent to me. So uh, if you would it. like to stay up to date, um, you can follow me on Instagram at Amanda Louise creates. And that's where you're going to get all the background of me creating. You'll see a lot of the, me designing. And you can also follow me at isn't she lovely studios with a uh, underscore underneath each uh, between each word. You'll be able to find the actual. Um, pieces there. And uh, there's there's going to be some new stuff coming. So definitely follow me on my Amanda Louise creates uh section, because that's where you're going to see a lot of the new work being put out. You'll see me talk and and all Beautiful. types of great things. So
0: Excellent. Thank you, Amanda. And for the listeners that will all be in the show notes. So if you go to UnstoppableWomenBusiness.com and to the episode page, um, you will be able to find all of what Amanda just shared with us in the show notes. All right, Amanda, thank you so much. I really appreciate the time you gave to us today and for what you are putting in the world. It's it's beautiful and we're lucky thank to have you. you. Well, thank you thank for having you. me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Everybody out there, go do something creative. You know, if, if you don't have the artistic... Um, skills like Amanda does, there is something that you're doing and providing to the world that will bring a beautiful, beautiful value. So hone your skill and go out and provide it to the world because they want what you've got. And uh, I'll see you all again here soon. Until then, you all go get them, girl. Go on. Hey there, lady. What are you doing? We need to get to know each other better. Come on over and visit me at www.unstoppablewomeninbusiness.com and check it out. I've got so much good stuff over there for you and I would love to get to know you better. So come on, come on over. Let's hang out.